Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Racial politics hits the courtroom in three important cases, Kyle Rittenhouse and Ahmad Arbery and Jesse Smollett. This week, we have expert analysis from Kevin Jackson, one of the leading conservative podcasts in America. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with Kevin Jackson, who is a new friend, I met him this year, but he now has one of the leading conservative podcasts in America. I wanna welcome him to the program to talk about racial politics in the courtroom. Today, uh, where are you, Kevin, and welcome to the program. I'm in chilly Phoenix, Arizona. You see my uh, my hoodie on. It's 65 degrees here. It gets cold. I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, tell me about the KevinJacksonNetwork.com. Uh, we uh, my whole thing was about ending identity politics when I started the. Uh, it, it was at the time it was called the Black Sphere, which we still you know, a lot of people still recognize the brand. But we went to my name because obviously people knew me from my days at Fox News and and doing other things. So. Uh, we're just about ending identity politics. We think that people should be judged by the content of their character, uh, per Dr. Martin Luther King. So everything that we do, quite frankly, is sort of a snarky, sarcastic, sardonic take, and some would say humorous take, on all of the crazy issues of the day that involve race, or quite frankly, other things, fem- uh, the feminist movement, uh, the the secular movement against Christianity, and so on. We try to make fun of it in a way that makes people think. Well, thank you for doing that. I wanna jump right into the news. I wanna get your reaction to the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Uh, Here's a young man who was uh, white and he was attending a Black Lives Matter rally as sort of a a, a paramedic. He had experience, but he was armed and he was carrying uh, maybe an AR-15 rifle and was attacked while he was trying to attend to wounded people. He was attacked personally by three men and all three of them initiated violence against him. One of them tried to hit him with a skateboard, he was shot. Uh, One of them tried to grab the muzzle of Kyle's gun, he was shot. And another pointed a gun at him, he was shot. But bottom line, Kyle was found not guilty by reason of self-defense. In all three cases, he was allowed to defend himself and the reactions are, oh, he's a white guy, so he got away with it. (laughs) <laughs> well, the funny part about it, I think that made everybody sort of take note of the case was he was labeled a white supremacist and he actually, everybody that he shot were white people. So that kind of gives you an idea of the lunacy of the of the discussion. But it got, is it, you know, whether you want to make that the degree of crazy or if you want to make the degree of crazy, a guy actually protecting himself, using his Second Amendment right to do so, that's considered weird and crazy now. And, uh, and then the final thing is he was there to help. And every time he went to help, somebody got upset that he was helping and attacked him. So he didn't provoke anything. His rifle didn't provoke anything. His color didn't provoke anything. But what are we talking about? We're talking about gun control and should he have had the weapon? And a lot of even conservative people 
uh, Dr. Chaps are saying things like, well, I, my son shouldn't have been there. And I thought, see, that's why, where we go wrong in the conservative movement. You should be proud that Kyle Rittenhouse was there. We should be overjoyed that he represented us very well. He did no harm. He meant to harm nobody. He was there to do help. He exercised his rights as a free American citizen. He violated no laws, and he was attacked by the very people who claim they're trying to protect us and, and give us our freedoms. So it just goes to show you that the people that are, that are disingenuously trying to tell us that they care about, in my case, black people, that they care about women, that they care about your Second Amendment rights, that they care about your freedom of speech, your freedom of movement, et cetera, are the very people who would prosecute you. Now, here's what's interesting about the case. If Kyle Rittenhouse had been black, you wouldn't hear anything about it. If the people that he shot were black, he'd be in prison. So you, the thing about truth and what you try to come to deliver on this program is we should have one type of law, and that law with, did the right thing, fortunately, in protecting Rittenhouse. Yeah. But it could have easily gone a different way. Well, and since the verdict, which was on every television nationwide, this is like the lead story for a whole week uh, last month, uh, is that Kyle Rittenhouse supports Black Lives Matter. He, he is actually a little bit left of center when it comes to his personal politics, and he was there to help them and to protect himself and, and got you know crossways with some action. Uh, I wanna compare that to a similar case which just came out, Andrew Coffey, we have a picture of him, was a different defendant who was a, a black man who was found not guilty this week after he shot and killed a police officer. Uh, a SWAT team invaded his home. Maybe they didn't announce themselves properly. He didn't know they were police. And so he shot and killed a policeman. And during his trial, he pleaded self-defense. The same as Kyle Rittenhouse and Andrew Coffey was also found not guilty by reason of self-defense. Mm -hmm. Now people like uh, you know LeBron James and, and all these political commentators out there, even Joe Biden, they say, oh, Rittenhouse got off because he was white. If he was a black man, he wouldn't have gotten away with that. But Andrew Coffey was found out guilty and did get away with a similar, not exactly identical, but similar type of crime. Can a black man get a fair trial in America? Black people get fair trials, fair trials every day in America. They don't always involve murder, but yeah, they, he could, certainly they can. And, and the case with Coffey, is a good example, but there are other cases, including the Arbery, Arbery case that happened recently. But to, to compare the two is really apples and oranges because a black person, as I said earlier, if they had been in a situation with Kyle Rittenhouse, we wouldn't have been making the big hoopla. In fact, they would have been talking about mob mentality and mob justice, chasing this black man down the street, attempting to hit him with a skateboard, and we would have been hearing of, uh, tales of the Ku Klux Klan and a host of other things. But in the case of Kyle Rittenhouse, it's just, you know, they, they actually, as I said, had the nerve to call him a white supremacist as if the people that were attacking him were black. So yes, we can. Now the problem with justice in America is that justice is no longer blind and deaf. Justice now needs to know, at least from a leftist point of view, needs to know what color is a perp, what color are the victims, gender, sexuality, religion in some cases, and there's a host of other things that factor in on whether these people do justice. I wanna make one other point though about BLM. Kyle Rittenhouse is mistaken about BLM. He may support them, but BLM is a hate group. It is a racist hate group that should not be allowed to be in America. Anything that 
where you had, can say Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter is, is, in my opinion, racist. And in fact, if you say All Lives Matter, the left still attack you is if you're trying to dis, uh, to, supposedly to dismiss the idea that Black Lives Matter. All Lives Matter includes Black Lives. And what the left has to realize, Dr. Chaps, is that every life matters and it should be judged based on truth and not based on some nuance about whether or not Kevin had a, a daddy and Chaps uh, or didn't have a daddy and Chaps did. My crimes, if I were to commit them, would be on me, not on my lack of a father, which my father was in San Quentin prison when I was growing up, or the fact that my mother died when I was before I turned five. My crimes would be based on the things that I do for myself. And I, despite my father dying and my, my father being in prison and my mother dying, I knew right from wrong by the time I was five years old. And, and you are a successful businessman today because of the choices you made, not because of the environment in which you grew up. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Kevin Jackson will go into the Ahmad Arbery case. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you ever wonder how to discern your own thoughts from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or angels or invisible demons. I'm Dr. Chaps and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation, how to see the Holy Spirit, angels and demons. But now we have an exciting 17 part video Bible study on a four disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church. If you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99, or call us toll free at 866-ObeyGod, get this 17 part video series and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org, get this important Bible study series for you and your church, or call us at 866-ObeyGod right now. Today we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-ObeyGod Get yours today. Defending your religious freedom. 
Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Kevin Jackson. The KevinJacksonNetwork.com is his website. Uh, and Kevin, I just want to be clear from the outset: we condemn racism. Racism is a is a horrible sin, uh, and some of our American history was sinful, and we repent of that as a nation. Uh, and and it's also a sin to hate white people or to falsely accuse white people, don't you think? Yeah, the the only thing I differ with your statement is I don't repent to racism because I'm not a racist and I never have been one. So I'm not gonna apologize on behalf of the nation for something that I had nothing to do with. Now, if there are people out there who are racist and, and need to repent and maybe had some racial uh, feelings in the past, do so, repent. But I think that this idea that we as a nation have to accept this, this moral responsibility for racism is completely wrong. I'm not a racist. And I believe that CRT, critical race theory, is racist. I believe that people that, that have proven ourselves to be a part of the, the rich mosaic of, of the fabric of America, black people, should be mitigated, should be minimized you know, patronized to the idea that we have, you know, that we need some special dispensation for this country is ridiculous. I am capable of doing, of being successful in this country and have been. Millions of other blacks are. We know iconic blacks by single names, Tiger, Oprah, LeBron, Denzel, Beyonce, many others. Barack. So there, there are so <laughs> many successful blacks that there is no apology necessary. Right, let me ask you about the Ahmad Arbery case. I'm not really up to speed on the details, but here's my broad understanding is that a black man, Ahmad Arbery, was jogging through a suburban neighborhood, was chased by three men who uh, you know, tried to arrest him and then shot and killed him. Uh, and those three white men went on trial and all of them were found guilty of murder this past mm -hmm. week. And that's a shocking, uh, terrible crime. And they should be guilty according to the jury. And I'm glad they were found guilty. Um, is there justice for black victims? Sure there is, and our, the Arbery case says that, but I will tell you the thing that, was, that frightens me more is not knowing the details of the case, and I wasn't on the jury, and I accept their verdict. But what I can tell you is that that verdict could have a very different outcome, for example, if it were three black men that were chasing Arbery through the, through the, uh, the place, uh, or if Arbery had been white. And, and I hate to say that, but we are at a point in America where we just don't know because we have crimes that have been committed by leftists where people say, nope, let's let them out for this reason. In the Michael Brown Jr. case, for example, that, got, that sort of brought all, all of this to the fore, uh, Michael Brown Jr. committed a crime. There's no question about that. And there's also no question after Barack Obama's Justice, Justice Department looked into it, that Darren Wilson, the police officer, did the right thing. But there are people that still believe Darren Wilson did something wrong, even though there's forensic proof that Michael Brown Jr. tried to kill this man. So again, we don't. If we, when America goes back goes back to colorblind blind justice, I could say to you, yes, I believe in, in the outcome of that case. Now I'm okay with the jury verdict, and I, and quite frankly, I'm glad that we didn't, that it didn't go the other way because you know what we'd be talking about right now, right now, Dr. Chaps, is we'd be talking about the number of cities that are being burned down because people are upset about this guy being killed. Yeah, talk about that. Is there, 
Is there a place for, and many Democrat legislators, even last year, were sort of encouraging and egging on the riots that burned car dealerships to the ground throughout Minneapolis and, and, and in Wisconsin. And the places where we saw these riots, where Kyle Rittenhouse was you know, trying to defend and, and save people and defend himself, uh, what was really the cause of that? Well, so with respect to Rittenhouse, uh, I mean, I think it's probably more appropriate to talk about George Floyd in that case, because that there yeah, yeah. was a lot of burning down of, of things on, on is that rioting case. ever acceptable? No, in my opinion, no, and and certainly not. You know, they they tried to make it appear as though this is some sort of institutionalized racism against blacks, but the number of blacks who've been wrongly killed by police officers numbers less than a couple of dozen over at least two decades. It's not that many. And in many cases where we're talking about, for example, Michael Brown Jr., he'd be alive if he'd surrendered. Eric Garner would be alive if he surrendered. Jose, I mean, um, of, of, I forget his name, uh, one of the guys, he got killed in a car. But the point is, almost every one of them would be alive had they just said, you know what, take me in. Certainly George Floyd would be. But so they aren't because of actions that led police to have to do more. Now, we can debate on how far can you go and things like that, but you know, there's no question that there is no targeting institutional hunting of blacks. And in fact, this may come as a shock to your audience, but blacks are the least likely per capita to be arrested based on the number of encounters that blacks have with police officers. Number one is the American Indian. Number two is the Latino. Number three are whites and number four are blacks. And that's a, that is a statistical fact. So, you know, can a black man get a fair trial? Yes, they can. And, and, uh, and I would just say this, we've got to get back to a cultural thing where black people hold ourselves accountable for being good citizens the way it used to be. And that's I think an interesting that that stat. I, I wasn't aware that per capita, per encounter with a police officer, blacks are less likely to be arrested than even the other three groups you mentioned. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna ask about Jussie Smollett. This is happening now. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here, but this great ministry needs your support and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code Pray News and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this into your amazing charity and show. 15 years ago, I invented my pillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patented fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. I back my pillow with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm gonna pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. 
or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. I used to think that sheets were just sheets. I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had. The MyPillow topper for the first time has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep. I'm able to go to bed and just get rest. That's three inches of wonderful that's in the MyPillow mattress topper. It's just like a firm cloud. MyPillow helps me get a good night's sleep so I can do my job in the morning. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts, not just on my pillows, but so much more. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or MyPillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. Maybe you've enjoyed our program and you're wondering, how can we support Dr. Chaps with our tithes and offerings? We've made it so easy right now. You don't even need to go to the website. Just use your smartphone and text the word donate to 720-573-0305. You don't even have to get out of your chair. Just pick up your smartphone right now and text the word donate to 720-573-0305 and you will help us bring you these programs. God bless you in Jesus' name. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Kevin Jackson, the Kevin Jackson Network. Uh, Kevin, there was uh, you know, some controversy in the Jussie Smollett trial. Again, I'm not following it with great detail, but generally, here's what I understand is, uh, here's an actor who wanted some notoriety, so he hired some friends to beat himself up, and then he got caught because he was trying to become a famous victim and increase his, his viewership or acting career, uh, and it backfired. He's now on trial for lying to the police about a fake crime that he initiated. Right. Well, that, that certainly captures the essence of the trial. The interesting thing about the Jesse Smollett story is it's such a perfect backdrop for leftism. Here's a guy that's snagged. He's caught. The people that perpetrated this crime with him are caught. But Jesse still believes that the, 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 uh, the ends justify the means. In other words, the narrative that Trump supporters, these guys that yell MAGA to him, and uh, said, aren't you that N-word from Empire, which is a completely made up story. And by the way, anybody that was following the story at the time would have, would have called foul on it immediately, and like myself, and I did. But suddenly he's caught, and he still wants to, he believes that the end justifies the means by condemning the Trump, so-called Trump supporters, the MAGA crowd. And he still believes to this moment that that's gonna play above and beyond the truth, which is we know he hired these two friends of his to do this. And here's another interesting fact about leftism. But at least that and was alleged in the courtroom trial. He's got some arguments to the contrary that he's making with his lawyers, and we'll give him, him time to prove that. His arguments to the contrary are that the guys accusing him that he hired that are on videotape buying the products that they found wrapped around him, the bleach that was poured on him, and originally he wanted him to pour gasoline and they wouldn't do it, they did bleach. D two brothers testifying that worked directly with him that said he sent letters saying, you know, uh, threatening himself to the studio in order to get a better deal from his own company. All of this evidence and Jesse Smollett is now saying that the two guys that he knows personally were his friends are homophobic. So what we have here is the perfect case of leftism. It is a blatant lie that feeds into another blatant lie, the narrative that people like you and me 
really care about Jesse, uh, Jesse Smollett's sexuality or his color or anything, which we don't. I, you know, forgive, you know, I hate the sin, not the sinner. I, I, I don't, don't care, care what right. Jesse Smollett does with his personal life as long as he's, you know, not infringing upon anybody else. But in this case, he is because he believed that that narrative, that he could turn people against Trump supporters by doing what he did. And now that it's backfired, you know what he's done? He's proven what I tell leftists all the time. You have no real friends. See, chaps, you and I, we are forging a friendship. And that friendship will mean something no matter what we do, through the good and the bad of our relationships. That's what it'll be, because we know ourselves not to be perfect people. We've all fallen you know, short of, of the grace of God. So we're okay with that. We, we can talk about that. We can understand that we are flawed. But let me tell you, leftists don't. And so he's throwing his buddies, the guys that were complicit in helping him to com commit this crime that was going to benefit whom? They made a little bit of money, but Jesse was going to benefit the most. So the guy that had the most to benefit now is on trial, lying again to the public, blatantly lying, the same way Bill Clinton did with the finger wagon. I did not have sex with that woman and redefined sex as we know it. That is what we are watching right now. So... There is a tendency, um, even among uh, you know some of my white friends who voted for Barack Obama, for example, to to mm -hmm. to feel guilty every time somebody plays the race card, right? They say, "Oh, you can't, um, you know, you can't think that way because you know we have a long history." And and some of it's true. I mean, uh, why do why do middle Americans fall for this? Well, it's not true. There's a famous acting coach and a, an actor came to him and he says, you know, I can't, you know, if I was to have to play a, for example, a lesbian woman and I'm a man, he says, well, I'm not a lesbian woman. And the acting coach, he didn't use this example, but I'm using it. He said, stop. He says, every experience known to man can be felt by you. It's called empathy. Now, I've never lost a child. My grandmother lost a child because she lost my mother. I promise you, I can empathize with a person that loses a child. I've never lost a child, but if you said to me, Kevin, I lost my son, I would be able to empathize. It could actually empathize, I could empathize to the point where it could bring tears to my eyes because I could feel that pain that you feel. So this idea that, let me put it to you this way, I'm gonna put it in my personal terms. If a white person said to me, Kevin, you can't speak to my issues because you're not white, I would tell them that is one of the most stupid comments I've ever heard. Are you human? Then you are subject to the human condition. In as much as I'm never gonna have a woman's cycle, I can understand the pain that she may suffer monthly. I can understand the issues re revolving around it. I'm never gonna have a child. I'm never gonna have a menstrual cycle, but I do understand it. So this notion that we should feel, oh, we can't understand the, the black condition because you're not black. Well, I guess I can't understand the white condition, the Latino condition, the gay condition, the Muslim condition, the Jewish condition. That's nonsense. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, the example of a father who lost a son. Uh, God lost a son, his name is Jesus, and he died for Best. all of us. And, and I wanna pray. Father in heaven, I ask your blessing now on Kevin Jackson and his, his work. Father, I especially ask your blessing on America, that you would heal us as a nation and forgive our sins, uh, our personal sins, our ancestral sins. God, forgive America, but especially 
Grant your justice and your unity. Restore us to be one in Jesus Christ. Amen. Our guest has been Kevin Jackson. His website, thekevinjacksonnetwork.com. Follow his podcast and our website is prayinjesusname.org. Prayinjesusname.org. Please donate when you visit. If you need prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.